Alright, what's up everybody? This is Fantasy Isle, the fifth edition. My name is Nabate Isles, and it's always a pleasure to um interview uh great individuals from the world of sports and, and basketball. This is the season now, it's the time, it's the playoffs, it's so unpredictable. And I have this gentleman here who is one of the bright minds, one of the great coaches, uh, to come around, coach with the Memphis Grizzlies, coach with the New York Knicks, also was an assistant with the Miami Heat, winning two titles under Eric Spolstra and, and of course, Pat Riley, who ran that Heat Nation right there. So, and uh, this man has done a lot also, too, for his community as well. We can't forget about that. So, and he's a great expert of the game. It is my pleasure to have Coach David Fisdale on Fantasy Owl. How are you, sir? How got it going? Huh? We finally got it together. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed, sir. And I got to say, like, I always enjoyed our interactions when you were the Knicks coach, when I covered Knicks games, and always, you were always gracious. Also, too, we met at Mike Woodson's event uh, yeah. during, um, during um, yeah, during the um, uh, uh, summer league. Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. in Vegas, in Vegas. Yeah, he right. does that great charity event out there every year. Yes, so, indeed. Yes, yeah. indeed. Wow. But but I want to ask you, sir. I mean, such a pleasure to have you on. And, and Fantasy Isle is powered by WinDailySports.com. So everyone, make sure to check that site out. But Coach Fisdale, what are you up to? How are you doing? And happy uh, birthday, too. You celebrated birthday last week. So happy birthday, too. I'm doing fantastic. My wife and I, birthdays are six days apart. Dang so it. I, can't, I can't screw that up. So that's pretty good. It makes it easy for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, as I got a six month old son Congrats. and I got five dogs and, and they keep me busy and happy and present. And it's yes. been, uh, it's been a, a real incredible experience on the backside of my last job, just as a man and a human being, just the growth that comes with mm-hmm. what has happened in our world, what's happened in sports, what's happened in my personal life. You know, I've really tried to stay locked into all being aware of everything around me. And it's really been a fun, joyful journey to go on, especially with my wife. Yes, yes, indeed. No doubt. Yeah. And, and coach, yeah. so are you are you because I know you did some social activism things in Memphis, a lot of great stuff in the Memphis community. Also, yeah. of course, you're from uh, Los Angeles, from South Central Los Angeles, and you've done some things for that community. So are you up to anything that you're doing now, you know, and in, in uplifting the youth that you've always done? You know, you know, I try to speak to as many groups as I can. Uh, much of it, uh, more, most of the stuff I, I speak to the young people about is uh really understanding who they are, mm-hmm. you know, in this chaotic world that we live in. Don't let other people label you, define you. Don't get caught up in the noise of information. Mm-hmm. Um, even in, even even within your own culture, don't get over-identified to the point where you lose yourself in that and you're not just being a present human being. And so I'm speaking to a lot of kids about stuff like that. Obviously, I'm trying to do as much as I can to lend my voice to the social activism stuff from the standpoint of police and police justice uh, and reform, uh, you know, working with the with the Senate and, and obviously the Coaches Association on trying to get the, the uh, you know, Justice and Policing Act passed, the George Floyd Act uh, mm-hmm. passed, it's trying to get this voting, oh. trying to get this voting done. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just so blatant. It's so blatant and uh, sad to see what people will do for power and to hold hold their thumb on somebody else, thinking that that's actually keeping them in a position of happiness. They spend their whole life being miserable, trying to keep other people down, and then they look up and they die. It don't make sense to me. And and so I I just hope somehow that consciousness can start kind of being on the turn of our world and our and just our everyday lives, because right now people are unconscious. They are they they are just in another world uh, mm-hmm. with the way that they're treating each other. You know, I get on a plane the other day with my family. People are having a fit back there. We got to take the plane back to the to the gate because you know notifications are at an all time high because everybody's so angry and caught up in their own little bubbles of information. And their cultures and their whatever you want to call it, and it's just eating us apart. It's, it's tearing us apart. And so I'm really just trying to stay engaged in how do we continue to build a better world. 
or more open-minded, more conscious, uh, more aware world. Cause I got a six month old son and I don't want him coming up, uh, in the, in the present, uh, you know, chaos that we're seeing gun violence at an all time high and, you know, white people and black people at each other's throats visibly, you know, again, like we've never seen people storming the Capitol. I mean, this stuff is wild. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. And blatant and blatant voter suppression, blatant, blatant voter suppression. And so, you know, I'm just trying to I want to be able to say one day, you know, when I'm when I'm an old man and my grandkids that I was in, I was in the, I was in the fight and I was trying to do what was right for, you know, not just for black people. I think sometimes people get so caught up and it's not just for black people. It's against all hate. Mm-hmm. They slice us into these pies. Uh, Anti-Semitism. Stop Asian hate. Yeah. Black Lives Matter. Man, all that shit is hate. <laughs> At the end of the day, right, right. <laughs> yep. You know, keep it trapped. It's all hate. And so when are we just going to figure out that we're not a bunch of slices of pie? We are just one big pie and we can't tolerate anybody being treated less than equal. And that's just where it's at. So that's where I'm at, brother. I, I didn't mean to preach too much, but <laughs> oh, that's, <laughs> that's, no, that's my mindset right now. So that, No, that's all right, sir. No, here with the great coach, David Fisdale. Yes, indeed. Uh, here on the Fantasy Out of Fifth Edition. My name is Nabate Owls. And coach, while we, that's a whole nother show we could talk about that and really, no, know, no. you know, for sure. But, uh, <laughs> you know, right, right. <laughs> but but now, yeah. one these these NBA playoffs, I mean, we've never Ooh. seen, uh, like, for example, like uh, NBA champion. I don't think it's been this wide open since, you know, I, I think since really 2006, really, you know, when when it was Miami and, and Dallas, two teams that no one expected to right. make. The NBA finals, you know, and that was before you were with Miami, actually. And that yeah. was before, yeah, before, you know, definitely. But but talk about Coach Fizz. Like what what's something, what are two what are things that you expected so far with these conference finals? What are two things that you expected to see that you've seen so far? Uh nothing. I've been wrong about everything. I don't know. <laughs> the... <laughs> then what? Then what surprised you? What surprised you then? Because I was going to ask you that next. You know, but what, what, what has I, really surprised me is the absolute high level of play that Phoenix can sustain for such a young group. Mm-hmm. They really, Monty has really given them a, a just a real even tone of competitiveness. And I know Chris Paul is obviously the X factor. You got to have players. Don't get me wrong. That dude right. is special, but they did this, you know, and I know the Clippers are hurt, but for them to beat the Clippers, you know, twice with, without Chris Paul and it's just that young group running around. That was, that was impressive to me. Uh, and just the whole way that they've handled themselves throughout the playoffs. I mean, they've been dominant, not just good. They've been dominant. And so that that probably has been the biggest surprise, pleasantly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think the thing I've enjoyed the most is watching T. Lou coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think T. Lou's been doing just such a bang-up job with, with how to navigate. I mean, they were down 0-2 to Dallas, and they had home court. I mean, right. they won that series. That's hard to do. Yeah. Uh, and trailer three that. two in Dallas, game six in Dallas. Yep, <laughs> it's hard to do what he's what he's getting his team to do, and uh, and so you know without Kawhi Leonard for them to be in this position, and uh, I, again you know you might look up Clippers might win tonight because <laughs> they just <laughs> they've been through this a few times now, and they got such a tough minded group. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know you don't know, but you know that's been really impressive to me. Um, uh, on the other side, the Bucks just have the, they're just a bunch of just junkyard dogs, man. They just, you know, it ain't pretty right now for them. And boy, I had to win ugly before I've been, you know, uh, it's, it's, you win is winning and, That's and right. you know, and so if you get it done, how you got to get it done. And I just been impressed with their fortitude and just will to just keep, you know, fighting and and yeah, they got a bounce here and there, but man, it's it's tough. You gotta get those bounces. And uh, 
you know, lastly, I said it, but man, the Atlanta Hawks. Ooh, wow. Oh, with, the, with the interim it's, coach, interim, you know. Nate, 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 yeah, Nate. but you know, Nate ain't going to be no interim for long. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Dinner is on Nate. That's what we're going to say. Dinner is on Nate. <laughs> but it's just such an impressive uh, just coming together, you know, to see. It's what sport is about. You know, when you watch Atlanta, you root for that underdog, that that team that no one expected. You know, the team that it was. I mean, Trey Young, MB was David Goliath as good as you can put it together. You know, yes. here we are. These kids say, you know what, that, that ain't enough, and they go in and they take game one. And so to see the confidence and the belief. Uh, and the connection that they're playing with is really impressive. And, uh, you know, it's just the whole thing is because it's it's not predictable this year. It's not – you don't see LeBron. He ain't nowhere, you know. You're so used to seeing him in the mix. The usual suspects in the East weren't there. We really expected Brooklyn to be here, but, you know, bodies and injury. And that's why I said a war of attrition a lot of this will become. But – under all of that uncertainty has just created such a great electric environment for the for the last stretch run here, and it's fun to watch. Well, absolutely. And speaking of, you know, KD of the Brooklyn Nets and, of course, LeBron James with the Los Angeles Lakers, now everyone's talking about those are two of the best players in the league. LeBron has been the king, you know, literally King James for, for over a decade. So has KD passed him now as the best player in the league? Man, I tell you, I just don't. I hate to do this to you and your listeners. I hate these comparisons. Like it's so, it's all based on a, like you said, at a certain point in time, maybe. What are you looking for? You know, if LeBron was healthy in these playoffs, would we be saying that? I don't know. You know, everybody thought KD was cooked. Mm-hmm. And KD comes back and says, no, nah, I'm still here. And so I just you know who I am. You know who yeah, I am. <laughs> I think for all when you have when you start getting into that discussion, it's so it's almost pointless because they're all so great. Mm-hmm. It's so I mean, you can't it, you you nit you nitpick at this and he does this and he does this and he does he's got this many rings and then it and we all we all right and we all wrong. <laughs> so I just think that I just think that when we have such incredible greatness in front of us, sometimes we just need to stop and admire it, mm-hmm. and just be happy that we got LeBron James and KD playing basketball in front of us because you are talking about spectacular basketball players. Ooh. I mean, you talking about? I mean, I can't explain when you when you out there with them or when you coach one of them or. You 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 watching something? Watching? I think Kyrie said it. And I know a lot of people don't agree with everything Kyrie says, but the one thing he said in one of his comments when he was fighting with the press, he said, "We're artists, mm-hmm. and they are. They really to be able to do with any of these, with any of them do. First off, because there's only so many people that can play in the league. But when you get to the elite level of it, the, the cream of the crop, you really talking about uh, guys manifesting stuff." from nothing and they can create out of nothing on the fly beautiful things <laughs> and make yep. things happen and make masses of people stand on their feet and clap i mean and wow and marvel and make little kids copy them and that's beautiful so when i when you talk about comparisons i don't know and i don't care <laughs> I just like both of them and I'm enjoying I'm enjoying the 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 battles they have and the careers that they've built and mm-hmm. the stories that they've allowed us to be able to share and all of these talks, you know. The arguments are great. I love to listen to them. I just don't like to to get too deep into them cuz I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they just Kevin Durant has ripped my heart out so many times, and LeBron James, I owe him a lot of money for my life, and 
And so it's like, how do you, how do you pick? You know, it's, it's all, it's all bias. You know, you got Katie's group over here who's, oh, on the broadcast shoot from 500 feet. And, right, right. You know, he ain't so, and then, and then, oh, but LeBron gets triple doubles and- And a great and, leader. Yeah, great leader. And he's in this and, yeah, you know, so you, apples and oranges, but it's all great. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it, wow, because Steve Kerr made a comment recently saying that he's more gifted than Mike. You know, Mike Jordan, like more gifted. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You, Steve Kerr had front row seat all of it. Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, think about it. He's seven feet. He can touch the moon. He shoots over other seven footers like they're not even standing there. He can dribble the ball like a guard. He can guard anybody. He blocks shots at the highest levels. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of that stuff is just God-given. Michael Jordan didn't have that range of body. You know, he has gifts of power and, and speed. Mm -hmm. but I mean, if you told Jordan, hey, man, I could give you seven feet <laughs> and you could <laughs> do the skill stuff that you do, Jordan would be like, let's do it. Trade yeah. it in. Woo. So that's what saying. Like, look at what this guy was just – look at what God gave him right out the gate, you know, and the feathery touch. I mean, the guy can – I mean, the touch that goes along with the size is just uh, – incredible and the amount of ground that he can cover with one dribble you know he crosses you over a half court i've seen him cross people over a half court and never dribble again and boom those strides, those strides. Yep. seven feet like come on man i mean seriously like it's so and steve kerr has a see i always say this guy like steve kerr has a right to make those comments because he played and won next to one of them, and he coached and won next to the other one. And so, yeah, people can argue with Steve, but who's got a better perspective than him? True that. So, True you know, I, I try not to get into to, to the deep, you know, comparisons when I don't have firsthand experience with certain guys. Like KD, I never coached KD. I got my ass kicked by him, and I beat him a couple times, but – I never coached him, so I can't say, you know, certain intimate things like LeBron. I can say certain things that make him spectacular and great and that it's not many people going to be like him because I had intimate view, you know, an intimate view of right. watching him, his body of work. That's your 2012 finals against KD, you know? <laughs> and, and, that, and I'm telling you, when they – that's – thank God we caught him when we did. I mean, those kids, they was babies when we got them. Yep. But you look at them now, and these dudes have grown up into some mm -hmm. I mean, James Harden, MVP. <laughs> Casey, Russell Westbrook. MVP and Mr. Triple These dudes is players. These dudes is Hall of Famers. You're talking about people that's going to go into the, into the room. And, uh, you know, we called them right when they were still young and crazy and figuring out who they are, and they still was dropping 40s in the finals. And, you yeah. know, Russell hit us. I think he hit us what, twice in 40 or something. Like yeah. That. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was – these dudes was relentless, you know, but I just think they called us at the wrong time because we had just suffered losing to Dallas. And we mm -hmm. was just – there was no – I hate to cuss on your show, but there wasn't no fucking way we was letting them win. <laughs> like, and on the flip side of it, there was no fucking way San Antonio was letting us beat them. The last finals. Mm -hmm. yeah. so much pain. It was so much pain there. So much yeah. pain there. And then you just you just get this mindset that it's just I'm not. You got to suffer. I'm not feeling that again. You know. Yeah. So, you know. We caught them boys right on time. <laughs> That's right. Timing. Timing is everything. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well, here with with Coach David Fisdale on Fantasy Hour, powered by Win Daily Sports, the fifth edition. My name is DeBartel. So, Coach, which coach is the best coach that you've been against when it comes to X's and O's? When you play chess and you're like, God, this this cat's like Bobby Fischer. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, what we call, that's what we call popping the Spurs. That was our, our mm. internal, what we was battling was somebody that we, you just can't play chess with them. You couldn't. You can't play chess against a team that passes the ball without looking, and the guy is knows to be in that spot, and he's meeting the ball there every time on time, perfectly. Like their execution, and it was just it was incredible uh, to say the least. But 
you know, pop is obviously the, the cream of the crop. Uh, but it's so many, dude. I mean, good grief. Rick Carlisle is a nightmare to coach against. Ooh, that's my guy, ja- jazz, jazz pianist, too. He plays he's jazz fan, <laughs> jazz music. And, sure. and uh, you know, you obviously already mentioned T. Lou, but you see how he can he can mess with you and do some different stuff. And I don't think he gets enough credit for being the championship coach that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, before Brad decided to bail and go front office on us, Brad was a nightmare X's and O's wise to prepare for Quinn Snyder. Yeah. But Coach Quinn had a tough end of that series. My goodness. Wow. That's a man that's you you run into the wrong team at the wrong time, you know, and 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 Utah's kryptonite, I always thought that kryptonite was speed. And uh they that, that you know, you would think the injury to Kawhi Leonard was going to hurt uh, the Clippers, but they ended up putting faster guys on the court, faster than Kawhi. Terrence Mann is a little guard, not a little guard, but he's a quick, you know, pesky, fast off the dribble, and that just added more speed to the floor. You know, they were playing Reggie Jackson, Patrick Beverly, Terrence Mann. So it's just they ran into the wrong matchup, and then Paul George is a great athlete at that position, and so. Yep. I think Bogdanovich and, and uh, Joe Ingles and all of those guys struggle. And, and Mitchell and Conley were hurt. Mitchell and Conley were hurt too. You, that's why you beat me to it. That's exactly right. Those two dudes are banged up, so their wheel's not working. The other guys aren't necessarily quick guys in general. And so trying to get by people that's quicker than you and trying to defend people that's quicker than you, that's that's a tough matchup. And I think, and then now you're talking about what we said, we was talking about earlier. It's really tough for a seven-foot big that doesn't space the floor. Mm-hmm. As great as a defender as Rudy is throughout the year, it gets tough and it gets to a point where, like, you may have to sit that dude down. Yeah. For the back. And it's a tough decision because he's the defensive player of the year. He's, you know, but – it just – you saw what happened. What did Terrence Mann do when Rudy Gobert was out there trying to close out on all of those small guys? Went by him, dunking on them. Because it's a tough – he was out there playing, not out of position, but he was having to play against people that was – you got to close out. You yeah. got to get 23 feet away from the rim, and now it's a foot race to the rim. <laughs> You're not going to win that race as if you Rudy Gobert. So that's that was the tough spot for uh, Utah. Uh you know, from that standpoint. And that's that's just what ends up happening. But you know, you know, it's it's a lot of coaches that just have great X's and O's and and you know, we all steal from each other, we all influence each other. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, <clears throat> some guys it's beauty in their simplicity. You know, I always thought that about Nate's teams, Nate, Nate, not simple from the standpoint of of like easy, mm-hmm. but just they would they would use like a simple situation over and over and over again and beat you down until you can figure out how to stop it. You know, a pick and roll with a guy, just one guy on the weak side that could shoot. And if you don't figure out how to get that ball set somewhere else, you're gonna be giving up threes and layups all night. And Nate gonna he gonna chop at you. Nate Nate just he gonna pick at you like a scab. Yeah, and yeah. that's how he, and that's how he was as a player. With Seattle, you know, everything. His, his, his personality is personified in his coaching for sure. And mm-hmm. I used to look up to Nate as a player, and I, now I look up to him as a coach and, and admire him greatly as a coach. And um, he goes about it with a real grace and, and disposition that I really uh, appreciate. And so uh, he's a nightmare. i tell you right now, who, right now, X's and O's wise, who is off the charts is Monty. Whoo. Monty Williams is, is putting some stuff on the floor. I'm watching his games. I'm having to pause it, run it back, write the play down. <laughs> put it in the folder. That's right. That's right. Because when you get your coaching job, oh, you're yeah, I'm stealing all of that shit. Give me all of that. Me all of that. <laughs> but he is a plethora of great. You see, look at that stuff. He ran to win the game. Look at, um, you know, the shots. He got shots for uh, the kid Bridges off mm-hmm. of the play run all the time where they back pick the big in the pick and roll. Yep. Yeah. And instead of rolling uh Aiden, he rolled and pinned down on Bridges and Bridges man got caught flat footed because he thought he was rolling and he was yep. getting screened. Bridges comes off, hits a big shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and T Lou ended up running a play 
next time down for uh, oh, what's the lefty kid? The oh, oh kid. Luke Kennard. Luke Kennard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke Kennard ran a nice little catch of suit coming back for him, and it was just like a tip for Tad. I was copying all of that stuff, but <laughs> – Really, man, it's some good, like, I, I just, I sit back and I watch, I marvel at all of these guys. I'll tell you who else is really good is uh, Terry Stotts. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if I'm leaving anybody out, it's stupid because I'm telling you, these dudes, there's 30 of us in the world, and you're good. If you, <laughs> you know, like, it'll be guys that I'll say on here that, that aren't working right now, and you go, really? Ryan Saunders. Spectacular X's and O's coach. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He hasn't necessarily got to show it with a team that's together and ready. Right. But Ryan Saunders is a headache to coach against. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Scott Brooks, a headache to coach against. <laughs> you know, but these guys are out of work now. And that just goes to show you how finicky this game is and then uh, the volatility of the coaching industry. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people on social media, oh, they're bombs. You don't know what he's talking about. And I get that. That's fine. But you ain't got to go in that war room and spend all those hours watching that film and watching the team do this stuff over and over and over and go, damn, that's really good. Like, how's he getting them to do that over and over and over again? The consistency of Scott Brooks's running game. Mm-hmm. Whew, man, they come at you just fast over and over. It's Smith, Russell Westbrook, Bill, just full speed over and over and over and over. And to get them to do that, that's X's and O's. That's a, that's a system. That's, a, yep. that's something he's really getting them to commit to do, you know. So, you know, shit, you, you know, talking about Steve Kerr. I could go all day, man. Steve Kerr, I watch him practice and I'm watching him go through this stuff. And I'm just like, oh, that is beautiful. Woo. Look. That. Look at this out of bounds play. Look at this he's doing. Look at that he's doing. And then it, the results on the court obviously is championship rings, and everybody thinks it's oh, well, they got all the talent. But man, you still got to manage and organize and right. get that talent to execute and share and you know do all and of that. Trust stuff. and trust you. Trust you. Huge trust. Huge trust deals. And, I, and so you know, and then obviously I'm biased with Spo, but you know, Spo's gonna go in the Hall of Fame. You know, oh, for sure. I'll, I'll be sitting there watching my man go in, and it'll be a joyful day because he's just his teams execute. They That's really right. do it. So it's I can sit here all day, man. But I would say just the 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 legend himself has always been the one that kept us up the most because we played against him twice in the finals. Is Pop mm-hmm. and Rick Carlisle just ran us around like crazy people in that the finals. So. Those yeah. two still, I still have bad dreams about those games. <laughs> and speaking of Rick Carlisle, he just signed with Indiana, going back to Indiana to the Pacers, and uh, you know he was there from old. People forget he was there from old three to old seven, and everything. And and it's a shame because I think that Pacer team could have won the title that old five oh six Pacer That's team. Good. That no oh no oh four oh five excuse me when the Dallas yeah. and the Palace happened and they were they were putting it on Detroit in that game and and really recall I could have won this title before Dallas you know right there they were you know? really good um <laughs> who Ron Ron and and Jermaine O'Neal and, and Reggie was in his last season even you know? even S Jacks too yes yeah, yeah. I can go down the line that team has so much talent and toughness and they were so well coached. And I mean, Rick's had an incredible run, Yeah, you know, with, with the Dallas thing, uh, you know, sometimes things just have to come to an end. But you look at the body of work that they put together. Uh, that's right. It's really impressive. And, and, and look, they were good before he got there. Quite honestly, I don't want to discount every uh, Johnson. Every Johnson coached that team to the finals, man. Mm-hmm. And, and Don Nelson before that. I mean, they yeah, they were yeah. they, they've had they've always been a skilled franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh, really value skill, shooting, uh, IQ. You know, understanding how to play, mm-hmm. and you know, Rick really maximized all that. He really built them a, a systematic way to to do it over the long haul. Mm-hmm. And you know, especially you you know. It, it's always tough when you're losing a star, you're trying to bring a star along and, you know, Dirk was retiring. Here comes Luca and you got a whole different position you coach it and trying to figure out and stuff. And so his body of work is spectacular. He's going to do a great job with what they have. If they could, if that Indiana team could just be healthy. Yes. They can, I mean, they had them. And, and, Karis, 
And Karis LeVert, this is the time for him to be healthy fully. I mean, they got LeVert, Sabonis, who I think is one of the most players in the Brogdon, and Miles Turner in the middle. Uh, I don't know if they're going to be able to – if they sign in the back or not, maybe is uh, T.J. Warren, right? Is still oh, that's right. He missed the season. He's going to be coming back. Yeah. He got back T.J. Warren, too. Yeah. And then Avery – Mm-hmm. Then you got that young, um, young holiday, Aaron, Aaron holiday. You know, but those are nice pieces, and, and you know, like I said, Rick know what he's doing, and mm-hmm. he, he knows how to put it together. And and you know, this would be, you know, the game would have been. It, he, it's no way that he can't be coaching in the game because he's a, he's right now he's at the top of the heap. It's only so many championship coaches that's still doing. Another one that I didn't mention, Nick Nurse. He's a pain in the ass. That's right. Man, I can good. Man, I can go on forever. Tibbs, <laughs> Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs. New York Tibbs is—he's a headache. Uh, <laughs> this. I mean, I can go forever with these dudes, man. They just all have their own touch and ways that they create, you know, from an X's and O standpoint, and how they build their teams. And it's all, you know, like it's it's, it's truly a way of saying it's more than one way to skin a cat. Mm. You know? People always bashing Bud, but but so many people copy Bud's offense. It's hilarious, but people bash his offense, and and it's just like I get it. It's been looking rough, but man, it's gotten Giannis. How many? It's gotten Giannis MVP. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of. It's just Chris you know, Middleton max money. You know, Drew Holiday. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good for some guys, and so you know, it's just it's easy to say that stuff when you see. Again, you can always be right. As soon as it looks bad, oh, it's terrible, it's terrible. It's looking great. All of this guy's the best. He's coaching the year. Mm-hmm. Twice. He's coaching the year twice. Yeah. Oh, his offense stinks. He can't coach. You gotta, if they don't win the series, he's fired. Oh, I love it. It's just craziness, man. It's crazy. Yeah, coaching roulette, you know? <laughs> That's, it. That's the world we, we choose this business. They don't want to say the godfather. This is the yes. business we've chosen. That's right. That's right. And, and just like he said it uh, when um, Michael Corleone in Godfather 3, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. They pulled me back <laughs> in. You can't, you can't get away from it. Yes, indeed. That was yeah. the only good part in that movie, by the way, because it was not <laughs> not compared to 1 and 2. No comparison. But anyway, true, that's all true, another thing. True, true. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> well, Coach Finsdale, wanted to ask you, Becky Hammond seems like she's a, a major candidate for a couple of coaching slots. How special would that be for Becky Hammond to be the first woman to coach a, a, a National Basketball Association team? Amazing, right? It would be a great honor, and I think it would be groundbreaking. And it's uh, it's going to happen. It's coming. I know, I know a lot of my women colleagues who are great coaches, mm-hmm. and she's one of them. And she's talented, and she's prepared, and – Guys respect her, and it. If it's, I mean, I don't know when. If it's gonna happen this off season, or but he's knocking on that door. It's a lot like you know, it's gonna. It happens when it happens. You know, I think about Ime, and he's been knocking on the door for five years, six years, interviewing. No, 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 mm-hmm. and the right job at the right time. Boom. That's you right. Know, he's in Boston. He's got talent. He's got a. Coach in the front office, that's a heck of a plus for him, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it, it comes in time and, and her time is definitely coming if, it, you know, very soon. Yes, and it'll indeed. be great for young women. It's great for, you know, uh, just underrepresented people in general, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, it'll be great for them to see, like, you just got to keep knocking at it. And, you know, if you're good enough at what you do, it'll happen for you. No question. And Coach Fisdale, there's five openings for, you know, five openings. There's Portland now. Uh, There's Portland, there's New Orleans, there's Orlando. Uh, There's two others. uh, Let me see. Let me see. There's, yeah, Orlando. Yeah. Oh, Washington. Washington Wizards because Scott Brooks is no longer there. And then the other gig is, uh, oh, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, obviously. So, so which gig is the best gig that, Coach Fisdale would want to do. What would be the game? Oh. You know what I mean? Like I if need you, job, period. I don't know if I can. I couldn't do. <laughs> I'm standing on the highway right now with a sign. Are you kidding me? I'm looking for a job. 
You uh, see what all, you're doing all right, though. All, all unique situations, mm-hmm. um, you know, with, with, with talent. I mean, you got you got Zion down there in New Orleans mm-hmm. who was a freak of nature, and Brandon Ingram has figured out how to become – again, here's a Brandon Ingram as a guy that people said, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, he might eh. – now they're like, damn, this dude is serious business. <laughs> He's a nightmare. Um, we got Luca, who's I think right now the best player playing night in, night out. He does, I think, just his contributions to his team every day. Mm-hmm. I got him at the top of the game right now and just Ooh. getting better. I really do. I just the stuff he was doing. Cause he's not just hitting big shots like Durant over the top bombs. Mm-hmm. He's getting 17 assists. He's getting 14 rebounds. He's doing that like all the time. Like, <laughs> you know, it's just, and, and the way he's doing it is just, is beautiful. And you can't speed him up. And he just, he just has a, a real air about him that I just think this kid is special, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you got, who else are we miss? Who am oh, I missing? Orlando, uh, yeah, Orlando, Washington. Orlando did a total rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. Total, they're ready to start from scratch. Total rebuild, um, but I, I, I just felt like that was for where they were at. Treading, they were treading water, kind of just in that in and out of the playoff spot. I think it was a it was the right purgatory. Move. purgatory. And, and it's not it's not easy to make that call because mm-hmm. you can just easily get caught up with being the AC, AC, mm-hmm. AC, and then it's like. But I think you know the move they made was the right move, and and. It sounds like they're looking for a young uh, assistant, yeah, an up and comer, and there's some talent. I can run through a list of them here that are just phenomenal that I'm friends with that I really uh, love and respect. Mm-hmm. Uh, Portland is obviously good grief. I mean, Dan Dan McCullough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know. <laughs> To coach to coach with them, it's like you get a sideline, you get a, a front row seat to like, like that. when it comes to artistry, you know, it's popcorn. Like, let me get the popcorn. I mean, they do stuff <laughs> like he truly does video game stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like real, like was this is like I I watch him and I'm just like he didn't just do that. He didn't take that shot and make it, and then and his face didn't change, and it was like I planned it, and it was just like, so you got you know all of that kind of that talent and that great fan base up there, and so I just think all of the jobs have different elements that are are good situations for coaches, depending on what that team wants, you know. Mm-hmm. Guys that's out of work can't never be like, oh, that's the job for me. That's all the job I want. No, it's 30 jobs, and it's very tough, few times that your name is in that discussion. And so you gotta you gotta get in and and you get get in and get it while the getting's good, you know. And uh I mean, I didn't even mention James Borrego. Good grief. Now you know oh, what ooh, with the Hornets, yeah. I mean, oh my god, they, they're gonna be a prob a real problem next season. A real problem. They got finishes. They got ball handlers. Diverse players. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> good basketball. T- and he's coaching the hell out of them. And he's That's right. You know, James and I share our alma mater, the University of San Diego. That's ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. WCC. Yeah, he's a spectacular coach. He is just so far. I've just been sitting back watching him and just smiling. You know, and it's yeah. like this dude is, you know, not only is he culturally breaking. Uh, breaking barriers, but you know, I'm sitting here watching this dude that I've known for 30 years just just put together a, a really solid basketball team mm-hmm. and a fun basketball team with a oh my god, ball is yeah, any fun, any fun to watch, it's just fun to watch. It's like it's the, it really is the entertainment of the passes and the just that's right, and we're just so young, and it's like. Damn, how does he know how to do this at this age against mm-hmm. all grown, grown men? And he just, I feel like he belongs. And and I just think that's a perfect marriage, those two. Not to get off, off track. I just keep thinking oh, of these coaches. <laughs> about exes and old coaches. And I'm just like, I can go through the, the whole league and they're all, I can tell you all kind of good stuff about each of them because they all bring a certain element of pain to your life as, a, <laughs> as an opponent. Dwayne Casey is a pain in the ass. Ooh. 
That's you know. right. He about it's to get that first, pick, that first pick now. He about to get that first pick too. Mm-hmm. That's great. For them. That's Detroit. great for the city of Detroit. It's great for them. You know. And so you know, you can just you can keep going down the line of these teams, and it's just it's uh, so much talent in these coaches and coaching staffs. It's just you know, if you could sit, if you could be a fly on the wall, you would be blown away Ooh. at the, the discussions in those rooms and the, the basketball intellect that lists some of these coaching staffs. No doubt. Speaking of a talented coach, Mark Jackson, why hasn't he got an opportunity? I, I, I just wonder, you know, like. Yo ass is better than mine. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't I don't know what he was supposed to do with the team that he had, but I tell you what. <laughs> He did pretty damn good with him. <laughs> you know, as Mark is a tough one for me because I I I literally like idolized Mark as a kid. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was a slow light skinned point guard just like him. <laughs> Long arms, you know, crafty, all of the good stuff. And I just tried, I watched so much film on him when he played. College ball, his program. And, and I'm, a, I'm a Queens name. I grew up in Queens. So and people don't, look at his body of work as a player. It's incredible the right. numbers that he, he put on the stat sheet. And you look at his body of work as a coach, and you just can't tell me this guy. And, and it's hard because there's 30 guys holding the jobs that all are deserving, I feel. Mm-hmm. So it's hard, but you can't tell me he ain't good enough or shouldn't have gotten one since he was fired at Golden State. That that to me is mind blowing, and you know it will be a real shame if he doesn't get one uh, in the near future, or if ever, uh, because that would just he's you talking about a guy who figured out the game on the court in a way where he transcended athleticism. Mm-hmm. He transcended not being the fastest. He transcended not being the highest jumper. Yep. You know, I look at Chris Mullins that way. Guys that still became great, but they didn't have all of this natural ability that everybody else had. So their mind was the gift. And for that mind not to be teaching players is kind of that's weird. It's damn near basketball sacrilegion, you know. <laughs> you know, uh, and I feel that way about his counterpart, Jeff Van Gundy. Like, how is Jeff Van Gundy not a coach? That's and right. His record, his pedigree, his uh, I don't know. I think sometimes people get a little uh uh their strong personalities. Mm-hmm. They have they have uh a view of how things should be done. I think sometimes maybe front office cause may get intimidated by that because mm-hmm. sometimes that kind of understanding can be scary for people, especially if you're paranoid about your own position. Mm-hmm. You know, that happens in our business and you know, but I don't know. Both of those guys to me are just they their body of work is fantastic. Mm-hmm. That's all I can say. Their body of work is fantastic. What else can what else what else is there that you gonna hire them for? Mm-hmm. They're to, 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 to do the job and they they've done the job wherever when they've gotten a chance. So I don't know why what's holding that up now. Wow. You know? No, no doubt. So. Here with um, well, Coach David Fisdale here on Fantasy Isle, powered by WindDailySports.com, fifth edition of Fantasy Isle. I'm the Bate Isles. And, and Coach, now a couple more questions for you. A couple more questions. The Knicks had a great run this season. You know, yeah. um, now, can they get that – because they have that cap room. Can they get that superstar? Can they pull a trade? Can they be – because they need, they need a I don't superstar know. to come in. I don't know, but I'll tell you what. Or a, a number one, a great number one option. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I don't know if it happens this year or not, but the bottom line is they back in the winning column, mm-hmm. and they they're they're in position with a ton of Scott Perry did such a good job when I was there, and Steve Mills as well mm-hmm. of creating the space that you're looking at right now, mm-hmm. right? Everybody killed them over, um, you know, we didn't get KD, we didn't, and then all you saw was these journeymen, but some of those journeymen hit. And now they're looking at okay, Julius Randle is a hit, right? This mm-hmm. dude is he's 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 there. Reggie Bullock is a hit. Mm-hmm. These guys, certain guys that's done well in their program out of that crop, all of them didn't Taj stay. Gibson. Taj Gibson, too. Mm-hmm. Right. And Taj is just that, you know, he's that anchor. 
You know, mm-hmm. that anchor's at Tom Thibodeau's right-hand dude in Chicago. He was an anchor there. Now he's an anchor with them there. And this, and so they set it up, and now, you know, with Leon and them coming in, Tibbs and them coming in, and they're coming off a playoff run. Maybe you – if you hit, great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. But if you don't, it's not the end of the world, and you don't need to panic or make a bad decision or sign a bad contract. They're in such a good position, an advantageous position to keep building the team. Uh, you know, the key is continuing to build the team with with understanding this is what Coach Tibbs needs and, and you know, keep filling those needs, even if it's not per se something glamorous but it may be effective and efficient and it's getting the job done. And it might save you some money, you know, mm-hmm. and you continue to be able to build the team financially in a smart way. And so I think they're in a great position if they don't get the big fish, uh, you know, uh, but if they do, I would be so happy for them because the city, I just, I love that place because the electricity of the place and uh, and how much they really, really support and care about the team. And it's really, you feel it, dude. Like you feel it. It is such an amazing feeling. Uh, you know, we did a thing at Rucker Park and it was just like tingling. You know, you tingle if you're a basketball person because you're just like, this is Rucker Park. Mm-hmm. You know, and this is the Knicks. I'm with the Knicks, and this is Rucker Park, and this is the Garden. This is this is basketball heaven, you know. And, and this is Bernard King at my practice, mm-hmm. or Senator Bill Bradley hanging out with me, and <laughs> Walt Fraser is here. It's just like wow, you know. And so to to be able to one to see what they did this year for Julius Randle to do what he did. And for them to now go into this next year with that much money, I think it's just such a great situation. And, and like I said, I know I want to give Leon and all of them a lot of credit because they have done a great job. But I think sometimes when people get fired or things don't go perfectly, people always say, oh, them people screwed it up. Uh-uh. Scott Perry and Steve Mills did a fantastic job of setting this team's future up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Everybody thought it was like, oh, KD and them going away and it's the end of the world. But they so caught up in that moment, they didn't realize they were trying to set it up so that, look, maybe we don't hit the home run right now. But mm-hmm. over time, maybe we can get to that place. And I just think sometimes people are so easy to because, again, they want to be right. It's so easy to blame and discard people, but they don't realize that, you know, these people did things a while ago to get this to where it's at right now. And, uh, and, you know, I just think it's really coming together for him and it's exciting. Yes. And Scott Perry's good that he's still there with them too. You know, like he's yeah, I hope, yeah, at I bridge. He's on, at bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's funny, man. Like I remember saying to him on my way out the door, cause they had to tell me the bad news, obviously. And you know, that's not easy. You come in there with the right, you know, intentions to win and do all that stuff together. And, mm-hmm. I just looked at him and said to him on my way out the door, I said, y'all got to get this thing to the finish line. I said, because I'd be damned that none of us are standing when this thing is right. Like, you know, I know y'all got to tell me bad news right now and I got to go, but somebody got to make it to the end. So thank God <laughs> Scott Perry got to see the, the fruits of his labor. You know, it obviously haunts me that Steve Mills isn't, isn't employed. That's my man. And I love him. Yeah. Great. I hate, individual. To, see, I hate to see people. Get, yeah. I just, you know, the hard part of our business is you see people get fired and as a coach, you shoulder it. Cause you always think, damn, maybe if I had just did this, maybe he'd still be working or maybe this guy, but that's, that's the business, you know, but I'm just happy to see, uh, the team doing what they're doing, and I'm happy that Scott Perry is getting. You know, I'm hope I hope that people are recognizing that what he did was really great GMing, and mm-hmm. he's getting that credit uh, for what he, the moves that he made. No question. And sir, two more questions for you. Take that for data. Did you get a trademark? Because you know your mentor Pat Riley got three P trademarks. So did you get take that for, take, take that for data trademark? I have to be honest with you. My wife did. I didn't care. I didn't care. And my <laughs> wife was like, yeah, I'm in the social media world. I'm in marketing. I'm in branding. She's like, we're not letting that one go. She's like, somebody, somebody wants to use that. They got to pay. And then, 
Unfortunately, no one was no no one cares to use it, but <laughs> you never wife, know. Never but know. my wife made some t-shirts out of it and <laughs> friends and stuff like that as a joke. And, you know, they have anytime we anytime we want to mess with our friends or something, we use use our the quotes to, to screw with them. That's right. And that was coincidentally against the Spurs. That series against the Spurs. Yeah. You talk yeah. about my pop, you know, like <laughs> when you use that it was a game was, two post post uh post game press conference. Game two. I was, I was a desperate man. I was a desperate man. I was down down two to the great. <laughs> and I was I was like, I gotta get every advantage I can. So let me I didn't plan all of the words that I said, but it was definitely uh I needed to try to change the tide and motivate my team. So it got me, it got me a little more time. It got us to two two, but they were the number two team in the in the league that year. They won mm-hmm. plus sixty plus games, man. They were so good. That's right. Was, that was gonna be especially without my main man Tony Allen. He was hurt. We yeah. wouldn't. I didn't, I didn't have. I had some kids guarding. I had a young James Ennis and a young Wayne Selden trying to guard Kawhi Leonard. It was tough. And they was they was busting a hump trying to stop him, but he's just so great, you know. Yeah, you told me. And it was a point in game six where he just decided the game was over. About two two minutes was left in the city, and he just said, All right, I'm done playing around with Memphis, we're gonna move on. And thanks for your time. Yeah, we took over the game like literally two, three steals, an and one hit a three, and it was like, Okay, game over, boom. And I was just like, That's it. Like I couldn't even call a timeout fast enough to 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 stop the bleed. He went off so fast, but that's Ooh. that's the greatness of Kawhi yes. Leonard. You talking oh. about? He is special, and mm-hmm. man, he is. It's it sucks to see him hurt. Yeah, it really, really does. I don't know if it's something to what LeBron said about the injuries, but you mm-hmm. know where this the quick turnaround may be affecting guys. You know, mm-hmm. no. It may be something to it because a lot of guys did get hurt this year. A lot yeah. of star power was out um, late in the year. Yeah, for sure. And it was so funny. Speaking of Kawhi, that was the same postseason where Kawhi got his ankle turned as well, you know, and that was tough because that series could have been different with Golden State because Kawhi, those first two and a half quarters was going off. He was, oh. It's always, that's what I'm saying, you know, injuries is the the, the, the huge game changer a lot of times. You know, this the thing about Golden State, even without KD, was still in the fight until Klay Thompson blew his knee against Toronto. That's you right. Know, they were right there to, to push that series and and you know, Clay Thompson's injury was the end of that. You know, that's just, that's how this thing works, man. And this year, more than ever, I'm telling you, this is the war of attrition. The healthiest team, I believe, will be the team standing at the end. It's just because it's just you need those bodies right now. You know, you need you need health right now, and that's why I said Phoenix is. If Chris Paul, obviously, the COVID thing got in the way, but now he's back. If they can stay healthy, they're dangerous, man. They are for sure. Devin Booker Booker scored 70 in a game. (laughs) Look at that. I think sometimes we forget. (laughs) So yeah, that's who we're dealing with here. Is this dude is trying to show people this is his moment to tell everybody he's the best player in the league. Mm -hmm. True that he believes that in his heart that he is the best player in the NBA. Mm -hmm. And he's showing it. Every night he steps on the court, he's like, you need a game winner? I'm here. You need 30? You need 40? I got you. And he's just putting up – he's just going at it that way. I'm not saying he is or he ain't. I just know that. I know that look. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I know Mama that look. mentality. Be legendary. It's like Mamba, you know. The kid out in Atlanta got it right now. Mm-hmm. He looks like he can be stopped. And he looks like he doesn't see anything in front of him that makes him think that he can be slowed down. That's right. That's right. You you know, that, see, he really doesn't. He's looking at. He, you can see it in his body language. This is, and that's shimmy. You know what I mean? That's a that's a that's a playground thing. Like when you're not worried about right. nothing, you you take your time and you that's you know. Oh, you're too far away. Let me shimmy you in. It would be funny if he did like the Randolph Randolph like get up, get up, come on. See, that. most people don't know that Randolph Childress. I don't know what your age groups are, but most people wouldn't know that Ooh, Randolph. They don't know. They don't know. He's a talent. Wake Forest, 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. That's right. You know, but and Duncan no. when Duncan was a freshman, that was when Fre- Duncan's freshman year, I believe. Yeah, yeah so. Duncan played college basketball. So That's so right. Long yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Coach yeah. Chris. <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach Fisdale, one more thing, brother. Thank you so much for being on Fantasy Hour. I mean, wow, you you've been you've given us knowledge and wisdom, and you've oh, dropped man. it for sure. No problem, brother. Absolutely. And one one other thing, there's a two-time Academy Award winner that was on the in the WCC conference as well, played for St. Mary's by the name of Mahershala Gilmore. Who's now Mahershala Ali? So, <laughs> what type of baller was Mahershala? Because you guys were the same. Class. We played against oh, each other. No, yeah. we played against each other. Exactly, exactly. Ah. You were San Diego. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn, I didn't know that was that. Who I didn't realize he changed his name. That's right, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, because I talked to Lori Pierce about it on my podcast, Where They At. And Lori Pierce, you know, he was at, at um Santa Clara, you know, a little younger than 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 you and Mahershala. Oh. But but yeah, but yep. Yeah, he talked yeah, to I Lori. played against Lloyd and Lloyd when Lloyd was with Steve Nash. Mm-hmm. And that asshole called a lob behind me and dunked on me. Oh, Lloyd? Lloyd Pierce called me <laughs> on a lob. Steve Nash reeled me in. And I didn't realize Lloyd was cutting behind me, and he threw it up, and I backed up, and Lloyd just, yeah, <laughs> well, he always gonna have that on me, you know. Well, have it well but what type of play was Mahershala Ali at that time? Because tough, you know, physical, good athlete, could guard. Uh, they were a good basketball team, you know. Uh, they had my boy Cameron Sylphie was the point guard. They had Big Continent. Brad Millard was the big up there. Remember, they made the tournament. Remember that team? Hey, that's the right. Tournament. That's right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he could play. Yeah. He can hoop. It was a I'm telling you, we had some good players in that conference, man. I mean, I, I just I like to brag and say, you know, we had a two-time MVP in our conference, bro. We had Steve Nash, so we wasn't too shabby. And now we got Number one team in the country, Gonzaga, in our conference. So. And they they, they built monster up there. <laughs> I mean, the recruiting class they got. Oh Lord, that they got a my hey, my man in Michigan ain't playing either. Jawan, that's right. You and him both in the same staff with Miami. Yep. <laughs> man, he is. I, I idolize Jawan Howard. I aspire to be Jawan Howard. <laughs> that's how great he is. He's gonna have a hell of a team. I can't wait to watch those guys. That's gonna no be. Doubt. College basketball is getting, getting, you know, getting fun again. Yeah, it is. It is definitely. And now with all the the changes of what's going on too, with athletes being able to be proper. That's crazy though. Come, That's yeah. Crazy. I've never heard of nothing like that before ever. Like this, like free agency right now. Like <laughs> I talked to my college buddies, and they like, man, it's the wild west out here. These kids transfer left to right. He like, we don't like we. They don't even have to tell us. They don't even have to tell the coach that they transfer. They can just go into the compliance office and be like, "Look, I'm transferring," and then show back up to practice the next day, and just that's it. The coach looks in the portal and he's like, I'm "Losing my star?" <laughs> that's just. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. All of this stuff. I sit back. I watch it, man. I just smile. I just smile. Yes, indeed. Times are changing. You know. <laughs> and we just gotta go with it. Change gonna come, like Sam Cook says always. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Resistance That's right. is futile. So, yeah. Well, but Mr. Mr. David Fisdale, pleasure and, and hope to see you be able to lead an NBA team once again because you deserve you. to have an opportunity and and have have an opportunity to be able to make your own squad and, and develop your squad, you know, for sure, you know, and have the players you can develop because you definitely know how to develop young talent. Thank you so much for being on Fantasy Hour. Good to talk with you. And I'll tell Khalil and Sam Barsh, my boys, my fellow musicians, I'll tell DJ Khalil and Sam Barsh that you say what's up, you know, because I know you little kids, up. brother. We was that's my that's my dog since I was a little little kid. We that's right, the great producer. <laughs> yes, indeed. Now, Nazi- dude, think about that. This dude has got Grammys. That's right. This dude got plaques. Mm-hmm. We used to be in the gym, little kids running around, whooping <laughs> our faces off, running around Wall Hazard's house playing high go seek and wow. tag. And I mean, great, great memories with that family. I love those guys. Toots, all of them. Woo. 
yes indeed and 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 sam barsh who plays keys when that's that was a producer for my album you know and stuff like that, that. Right? yeah so, so, so that's your connection to the whole oh, right. i'm a professional trumpet like player too yeah yeah so absolutely there it is. yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> wow but coach david finsdale my pleasure sir and we will be in touch thank you for being on fantasy i appreciate you my friend thanks for having me brother